Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP ink and toner cartridges. Precision engineered to work together with your HP printer. Industries for the Blind presents Blind Living Radio, where you'll hear interesting topics, fun stories, and important news about our blind and visually impaired community. It's time now for Blind Living Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Blind Living Radio from the HP studio. I'm Harley Thomas in studio today with Cindy Alioto from IB Milwaukee. Hey, Harley. You know what? We're going to have some fun today. Lots of fun. Lots of fun? Mm-hmm. I don't know what fun is anymore, Cindy. What's oh, wrong with me? You do too. Do I? You have two. You have, you have girls. You know what fun mm, is. Yeah, fun every day. <laughs> every day is an adventure. Yes, there you go. More you know of what? an adventure. I like adventures, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think adventures are. That's kind of a topic of today. I know you're. You're like, how are you going to get our topic today into adventures? <laughs> I can see it. You're going. What are you talking about? <laughs> Today, we actually want to talk and spend some time about what do people do as they age, have an accident, or just genetically, you lose your sight. Correct. What's the support? What do you do? What can you do? Because you're not alone. Right. That's the key thing. And I'm amazed even among the people that I work with. I'm sighted, Cindy. You are not. You have zero light perception. I have zero light perception, yep. And total. I think what is interesting is among the group here, so many people say, once I found other people like myself, their whole life changes and their whole outlook on life changes. And they they said, I'm not alone in my blindness. Right. They have that support. They know they can do it. And on the flip side of that, you also have people that have children that may be born blind Mm -hmm. and there might be sighted parents and they go, what do we do? do how how is my child's life going to be and they worry right yes that that first few days is overwhelming and it's nerve right and we have we have several parents here that have blind children mm-hmm. and some of those parents are blind themselves and they know what blindness is but i think there's still that that fear and anxiety yeah for their children in the future yes right and it's but there is a lot of hope is hope the wrong word no that's that's hope's it's, good Hope I mean, is good, yeah. And I think it's really hope for a normal life. And yes. that's that's something you have. and you got to embrace your blindness and it becomes a normal life. Embrace your blindness. And mm-hmm. we said that in a previous Early, show. Yep, we yep, said it on several shows. That's my tagline, embrace your blindness. And it's not about disabilities. It's nope. about possibilities. Yes. That is not my original quote, by the way. No, but that's a great one. You give it to me. You yep. gave me that yep. quote long mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. And today I want to talk a little bit about with our special guest, Miss Erica Weiss from Vision Forward, which is in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But I think the things she's going to talk about are all across the nation. There are facilities similar to hers everywhere in all major cities. Yes. And you travel around a little bit. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've had the opportunity to visit other facilities in other yes, states. Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a couple of them. They're very, you know, very nice, very up to date, very good for us. And that's kind of when you say us, Cindy. What do you mean by us? Us, as in visually impaired slash blind. Uh huh. Us. Us. I like that. Let's just call us us. Us. Can I be part of us? Sure. I mean, I'm I'm 
part of the blind community, even though I'm a sighted guy. Yeah, true, I still true. feel I'm part of the blind community, which is kind of neat. And you never know as you get older. That's... You may be one of us. And you know so what? you'll be so prepared. Everyone has the possibility. and I Everybody s- does, yes. And I see the positive things and the positive energy mm-hmm. of the people around me. Mm-hmm. Let's get Erica on the phone and see what she can tell us a little bit about what's going on and some of the new things that are happening in rehabilitation. Hello, this is Erica. Hi, Erica. It's Cindy Aliotto. Hi, Cindy. And Harley Thomas with Blind Living Radio. How are you today? All right. How are you, Harley? I am wonderful. And Cindy and I were just talking a little bit about Vision Forward, where you are. And I believe you are a social worker at Vision Forward. Is that correct? Yes. And as a social worker, you get to work with all kinds of people, adults, kids. And Cindy and I were talking beforehand that you focus a lot on growing the adult program at Vision Forward. Is that correct? that's what my focus is a little stronger in that direction. I've worked for the Center for Blind Children for many years, over 20 years. And the Center for Blind Children and the Badger Association merged a few years ago, 2011, to become Vision Forward. And since then, I've been working a little bit more with the adults as the time has gone on. Can you tell our listening audience a little bit about Vision Forward kind of who they are? Well, we are an agency that serves blind and visually impaired people of all ages and backgrounds. We have a, a lot of different services, and we do start with the little babies. As, you know, even newborn babies sometimes are referred to Vision Forward. So we have a home program for those babies. Our, our teachers and therapists go to their homes and help their parents to get them off to a really good start help them to know how to help their kids and how, how to be not too helpful, you know, not to be overprotective yes. of the babies, yes. encourage their independence even at that young age. Then we have a preschool at Vision Forward. When kids are three, they can come to our preschool. And that's really to help them get ready for school, ready for kindergarten, to be part of a, a group, be with their peers. Again, we're working a lot with the families, and we have parent meetings and match those parents individually with other parents, especially when they're brand new to us. Parent meetings have to be really important. I have to believe there's the child that doesn't have their sight and they're trying to find their way through, but the parents probably have a million things going through their head. I think it's so right. And so many of them really don't have an idea about what blindness, visual impairment is like. They've got a lot of old ideas. They'll say, where is my child going to go to school? thinking that there's a special school somewhere, that all visually impaired kids go to that school, or they feel that when their child grows up, they're going to have to live with them. So we really want to expand their ideas of the kind of life their child will be able to have. And they learn so much from each other at parent meetings as far as resources and a different perspective and understanding each other's feelings and circumstances. So you're right, the, the parent meetings are very powerful. They also become lifelong friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really nice that they start to see each other outside of Vision Forward. After they leave us, they keep that contact together and um, so the support really continues. can call, still call each other. And mm-hmm. I still call on them as when they have left our preschool program when we get new parents and I feel like there's a good family to connect them with, especially if they're in similar 
kind of circumstances in their family or when kids are leaving our program, going to school, we know that there's another family that lives in the same school district that their child will be going to. We want to make a connection with those families too. Erica, you're just one facility in Milwaukee and around the country there have to be similar facilities such as yours to help parents and children. Is that a fair statement? Yes, yes. A lot of the programs have become strictly home programs for little children, but some of them do have the preschool program as we do. But they tend to be maybe one per state. Or the kind of facility that we have, the kind of program we have, really especially geared toward visually impaired kids is pretty rare. And we do have families that will come from a distance to Vision Forward. Now, they can't bring their child a few times a week, as some of our kids you know, who live locally can come two, three, four times a week to a half-day program. But if parents live at a distance and want to come once or twice a month, have one of our teachers of visually impaired children work with them, take that back home and they practice and follow the recommendations in between. And sometimes if they're working with therapists or teachers from another part of the state, they'll come along with the parent because they don't have that background in blindness and visual impairment. So our teacher teaches them what they need to do for that child. Erica, with with children, I have to believe there's some challenges with probably the different age groups, especially. Like, what are some of the challenges with the children that are born blind or the two to four year olds, and as they get older and into their teenage years, you face? Well, I think for visually impaired kids in school, it's more demanding on them to get their homework done. It might take them longer. They might have some eye fatigue where they they have to have more breaks in reading and writing. And just in using different technology that blind people use, it just takes us a little longer to do some of those things. So our kids sometimes have more stress, more demands on them in that way just to keep up with the regular curriculum. And not that they don't do that. You know, we've got bright kids in school, but it's just a bigger job for them. I think our kids sometimes have more trouble with the social aspects in the high school and the middle school years and we try to help their families look for ways for them to already as little children start to be connected into their school activities, their scout troop, their church group so that the kids are learning to be in social groups and all those things that we all learn from one another as we're growing up. It's hard enough to be a kid. It's really hard yeah. to be a child. One of the biggest challenges is the parents, because sometimes they don't let kids be kids. Well, they're, of, scared. Yeah, they're, they're, they're scared. They're scared. Yeah, so that's a very want, big challenge. So, and we, we hope that when we're, they're with us early that we can start to help them feel they've got them help their kids to be strong and independent. They've got kind of an independent life to head toward rather than seeing them as helpless for a lifetime and they have to protect them because that really keeps their progress back. I can imagine that. And Cindy, you, without any light perception, total blindness, Mm -hmm. your mom... I am a mom, yes. How was that raising children? You just... Kind of the flip story, right? The We've flip got the story, children, yeah. The, the, the other side of the coin, as it were. You know, they were kids. You know, they, they were kids. They were active. But you just find ways around coping with that and different techniques. And I think my children are better for it because they 
they understand disabilities and they are just so nice to everybody and anybody. You know what I mean? They they don't. Yeah. They, yeah. It, they, they, we see that a lot. Yeah. The siblings, either, right? Either the, the siblings of our kids, or we have a group for visually impaired parents, mm-hmm. and you know they talk about their children too, having greater compassion, yes, and understanding that life, like people have a lot of differences. Mm-hmm. We're not all the same, mm-hmm. and I, I think uh, that's not always apparent when you're a young person. Correct. So I, I was a blind parent, or I am a blind parent, but my my child is grown up, and I feel too that. My blindness taught him a lot. Erica, let's get back into that after a real quick break. I'm Harley Thomas in the HP studio. We are talking to Erica Weiss from Vision Forward. In studio also with Cindy Aliotto. And we will be right back after these messages. Blind Living Radio will be right back after these messages. Blind Living Radio is supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Creating employment opportunities for the blind and visually impaired from coast to coast. Welcome back to Blind Living Radio. Supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Learn more at ibmilw.com. Welcome back to Blind Living Radio. I'm Harley Thomas in the HP studio with Cindy Aliotto. Hello, Cindy. Hi, Harley. And we have Erica Weiss from Vision Forward on the phone. Thank you for holding on for a few minutes, Erica. Oh, sure. And we were just talking a lot about parenting and parenting children. You and Cindy both have had, I don't know if it's a challenge parenting children. Let's call it, it's a different way of parenting without vision. Correct. Except Cindy's got all sorts of vision, don't you? <laughs> she really does. C- Cindy is sort of a visionary. There you go. Visionary. And I, I'm actually sitting here with her, and I noticed she has a new cane. Yes, brand new. I just, in fact, I got it at Vision Forward two nights ago. Two, so I didn't really miss yeah. anything because it's shiny and new. Yes, I can it, tell. You don't see the silver, right? My other one had all silver on it. Yeah. Horrible. Very yeah. neat. And you use a cane exclusively. Oh, yes, definitely. And you don't have a guide dog? No, nope. nope. And you're you're Speedy Gonzalez almost. Yes, like I am. The cartoon character. Something from like years that. Ago. Yes, you are. You go up and down the hall so fast it scares me sometimes. <laughs> Erica, with parents and, and and adults, maybe we can switch our conversation from children into more of an adult conversation, because people we know at some point in their life, a lot of folks get macular degeneration or RP, and. There can be kind of a sense of hopelessness. I bet you run into that once in a while. Oh, pretty regularly. Yeah. I think when people are newly diagnosed, they are devastated. And just like with the parents feeling like their kid, their child would have no future, so to speak, I think adults feel the same way, like their life is over, their happiness is gone. Luckily, that doesn't last. You know, people don't stay in that spot. But initially, it really hits them and their family pretty hard. Especially if they have, and that's been the around. time when we most hope that they'll be in contact with us, you know, because I, I feel that we can let them know about some of the things that that can be done, and and introduce them to other people. How do you go about working with someone that is recently diagnosed? What are a couple of things that that you work with those people to show them that your life isn't really over? It's just beginning, and it's just changing a little bit on the way you. Mobility, maybe, right, Cindy? That's probably the biggest change. Mobility, yep. I mean, that's one of the big changes. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much changes, really. What are the, some of the and, things? You know, How do you do that? People have kind of organized their life around being able to see, to drive, to read. Sometimes they have to change their job. It, it can have a really big effect on the way they're going to live their life now. And to me, it's always important in the beginning to acknowledge how difficult it is. I think people really need to have someone let them know that they're not crazy for feeling that way or just feeling sorry for themselves. Well, they are feeling sorry for themselves. And for a little while, that seems pretty appropriate. But one of the things that I think is so powerful is for people to meet other visually impaired people and to hear how other people are living their lives, have found their way, have tools, have fun, have families, you know, all of that, that opens up the possibilities. Because sometimes people don't think they can even do the dishes anymore. They can't do the dishes, they're blind. So that for someone else to say, well, I do, I do that and I do more, can have someone say, well, then I'm going to try it. And that's just a small thing. There's so many things that people can take on once they get their confidence back and have some training. We were just talking about that here at Industries for the Blind, how when somebody new comes here, they meet all the other visually impaired and blind people. And they go, wow, you really do that? And all the groups that we have and just all the fun that we have. It's life changing. Yeah. Is the change in them then? Yes. Oh, my gosh. There's one woman here who just, she just, her whole demeanor changed. She's just a bubbly, outgoing person now. That she knows uh-huh. she's not alone. That's huge. It's, it is. It is. It's huge, and I I've seen it as a sighted person. I've actually seen it, and I get to talk to a lot of the employees here. And you know, we have employees that tell stories about how I was losing my sight, and I just sat on the edge of my bed for two months, mm-hmm. depressed and not knowing what to do. And then I learned about whatever a new career is, or I learned about IB Milwaukee or they learned about a support group and they met a couple people they were a little hesitant to go and they met these people it changed their whole life and now they smile they work they may have had to change their career they may have had to go from maybe being a tool and die maker where you need to do a lot of measuring to customer service or inside sales or working in the warehouse with some audio aids but Cindy, you yourself are inside sales. Yes, I am. Inside sales specialist. Yeah. And you work with the computer every day. Every day, yes. You work on the UPS site. You mm-hmm. work with the warehouse. You work with customers. Yes, yes. I do everything and a normal salesperson does. And I know I've heard it firsthand, and I'm always shocked when people say, well, how does a blind person dial a phone? Yeah, isn't that ridiculous? So they dial the phone just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Or how does a blind person... Whatever it is, it's just like everybody else. Just a little. We just and a yet, little if you've never dialed a phone without looking, you might think it's going to be impossible, even something it's small not. like that. Right. Well, thank you. But I always want to be careful not to make them feel um, that it's all positive. They don't have room for the things that they're struggling with. And if they do, they're failing. That blind and visually impaired people do go on to struggle in some way. So I don't know if you feel that, Cindy, but I do. I feel that there are disadvantages that we still have to kind of get Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there is. There is. I mean, we can't uh-huh. do everything. But I don't want to be unrealistic yeah. with them about yeah. where things may go for them, but that they can have a very rich, full life. Definitely. And one question I really have is, is there a national organization? So if someone is listening to us and there's some other part of the country, 
Is there a national resource that they can go to find out about what agencies are in their state? I would think the American Foundation for the Blind, the National Federation Federation. of the Blind, American Council of the Blind, and then there are some agencies like... Some are called magic for people with macular degeneration specifically. There's uh, the Foundation Fighting Blindness that has a lot of resources for people with retina. Mm -hmm. Sort of like RP, yeah. The Internet is a great tool to find. Yes, yeah. There's a wealth of information out there. And Cindy and I spend a lot of time talking about technology, Erica, and uh, different assistive technologies. But Cindy will be the first one to say, embrace your blindness, embrace your cane, Embrace your guide dog, but the technology helps. Oh, it definitely does. Oh, and there's just more and more available every day. And these kids today, with the technology, blind or sighted, are going to be completely different than any of us were growing up, I'm sure. Just like with sighted kids, yeah, I think it's going to be true for blind kids, too. And we have just opened our new tech center where we have the latest in the technology area for people to come and try different things to see what's going to work for them before they invest in something to get training on those different devices. Which is really great. We've all been there, and it's amazing. And, Erica, if people want to learn more, if they're in the Milwaukee area, if they're visiting the Milwaukee area, how can they learn more about Vision Forward? They can call 414-615-0163. That is my direct number, and I'd be glad to talk with them. Or they can visit your website, which is vision-forward.org. And Erica, I want to thank you for your time. We've been talking with Erica Wise from Vision Forward. I'm in the studio with Cindy Aliotto. Cindy, any last words? Erica, thanks for the great work you do. Oh, thank you. I'm Harley Thomas. This is Blind Living Radio. We'll talk to everybody next week. Thanks for listening to and supporting Blind Living Radio. You can support Industries for the Blind by ordering any of our products from blind-made.com. That's blind-made.com. Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP ink and toner cartridges, precision engineered to work together with your HP printer. This is Erica Weiss with Vision Forward Association in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and you're listening to Blind Living Radio. 